Welcome to In The Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Hey everyone, welcome back to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm here today with Michael Koala, who is the CEO of Social Quant. And we'll talk a little bit about what that company and what they do. But I've known Mike for a few years now, at least online, insofar as you know that goes. And he's one of those people that is just very insightful, very inspirational. And he really gets it when it comes to business. So we're going to talk about business in general, how he's managed to build several million-dollar companies, and kind of what he's doing with his company right now to grow it into the millions. So, Michael, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches. I'm super excited to, to be on, and it's great to connect with you again. And I love everything that you're doing online. Appreciate it, man. Well, let's kick it off here, because just offline, we were talking about some of the mistakes companies made, or, or, or not even, we didn't actually get into the mistakes, but I do want to get into those. But how you were mentioning that, what is it? Five years in, most companies fail. And this, 90%. What are your thoughts on this? Like, why does that happen? Do you find that there's like certain things that are just totally missed and, and that people like companies or, or owners could be doing better? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, first of all, I use the acronym GSE, uh, which is get stuff done. What I think it means is every entrepreneur, 99.9% of all entrepreneurs are grinding, sacrificing, and are determined to succeed, right? So we all sacrifice time with our families, that income that maybe we were making at a previous J-O-B when we go into entrepreneurship, right? Um, so we're all GSD, but yet 90% are going to be out of business in five years. And the common thing that I see, and I speak with hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs a year um, over the last several years in between businesses, I probably spoke to you know, a thousand plus entrepreneurs and looked at their businesses and helped them. I used to be a mentor at a place called WeWork in eBay Ventures. So mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to work with a lot of these folks. And here's the things that I see. There's three common things. One is I'm a big believer in imperfect action beats perfect inaction. And what you see is a lot of entrepreneurs when they're starting their business, they're worrying about all these things that just really isn't necessary because Whatever your business is today, when you're starting it, 12 months from now, it will not be the same. I can guarantee almost 99% of entrepreneurs out there, that will be the case. Because if you're speaking and listening to your customers, you're going to have to pivot a little bit. So you want to get to market and you want to get to market fast. Now, branding, is that important? Yes. Your website, important? Yes. But worrying about all those fine little details, like I've seen people worry about what their desk is going to look like in their office. When I started my cleaning company, this is going back into 2004, I grew to a seven-figure-plus annual business, you know, cleaning houses with 50 employees. It was milk crates and a piece of plywood going across the milk crates, and I mm. had my phone on it and my computer, and that's how we started the business. So, you know, imperfect action beats perfect inaction. Just remember that. So leap and build wings on the way down. Uh, number two, um, kill the naysayers, you know, and what I mean by that is there's a lot of negative folks in our lives. And that could be either, you know, friends and family who are saying, you know, it's not a good idea or, 
or not to move forward with it. Or maybe it's yourself and having self-doubt because, you know, you're listening to a ton of podcasts and you're hearing about all these folks who are, you know, quote unquote, successful in life, right? And now you start comparing yourself to them. So that naysayer may be your, your, your own self-talk. And that's not good, right? That can harm yourself and your business. And this last point is probably the most important point. And that's what I like to say is the word fullpreneur. Have you heard of a wantrepreneur? Yes, yes, I have. Okay. So, you know, a, a wantrepreneur, a lot of times is, in my opinion, still safe, right? Because they're sitting in that cubicle still at work and they have that steady paycheck that's coming in. So, you want to be an entrepreneur. Um, but they just haven't taken the leap yet, right? Or maybe they have a side hustle going on, but they haven't gone full time yet. What's worse than a wantrepreneur, in my opinion, is what I call a fullpreneur. And that's just somebody that they're fooling themselves, that they're an entrepreneur because, you know, they come in and they, you know, we see it online. You know, I'm pretty active on Instagram and Twitter and you see all these motivational quotes and people who say that they're grinding, right? They're just working really hard. But then you look at it and if you're in a Facebook group, anytime that somebody makes a post, they're the first ones that are, you know, immediately in the comments commenting on it, right? And they say that they're working. But really, they're working in their business. They're not working on their business. They don't have systems in place. And they're fooling themselves because they'll work 10, 15 hours a day. But they're not moving the needle forward in their business. You know, so I'm a big believer um, in what's called the Eisenhower Matrix. And any one of you, maybe you can put it mm -hmm. in the show notes for folks. Yep, but I will. You know, folks really need to, to study the Eisenhower Matrix, read the E-Myth by Michael Gerber, and really learn that... They need to be working on their business and working on stuff that will actually move the dial. And I have four ways of doing that. And these are really the, the, the only things that focus on in growing the businesses to seven figures that I have. And again, it's my last three companies. I've hit seven figures in under three years. I'm about to launch something different in um, uh, August, and I'm pretty excited about that. And that also will hit seven figures. And these three, th uh, four things you need to focus on are one, traffic, right? So regardless of what it is that you're doing, you, you need to be getting traffic to it, right? And there are many different ways to drive traffic. So what I tell folks to do is pick two to three different ways that you want to drive traffic to either your retail store, if you have a retail store, or if it's a service-based business, or if you know, you're online, which every entrepreneur should I at least have an online presence? So find two to three ways that you're going to focus on for 30 to 90 days straight on driving traffic to your business. Number two is once that traffic comes, how are you going to activate that traffic? Now, I'm a big fan of email marketing, and I did this in my service-based business. I did this when I had an online office supply store, and I do it in our software business now. So I'm really focused on activating it, getting that email address. So I know that the traffic that's coming to my site currently is you know, wants to learn how to use Twitter to actually drive ROI for their business, right? So when you hit my website, I'm not really trying to sell you my software at all. I'm just trying to provide a ton of value and then get folks into what I call a Twitter marketing challenge, where for 14 days, I walk through their Twitter profile with them through videos to help them get ROI. And again, this is all free, right? I'm not saying buy my software. But what happens is at the end of the 14 days, they want to, you know, give back, right? It's uh, reciprocity. So it's going to happen and people purchase our software. So number three now is when somebody becomes a customer, 
how do you retain the customer, right? How do you add continual value to that customer? So is that not only do they stay with you a long time, but that they do number four for you, which is create virality for you. In other words, word of mouth marketing. And word of mouth marketing, if you can do it the right way in your business, even if you only have five customers, you can do this today. Virality, that word of mouth marketing will now do what it's going to go back up and fill the traffic side of your business right and then if you're working on traffic you're working on activating you're working on retaining and then you're working on that viral aspect all four of those what i do is each week of our business we're focusing on you know one part one week of the month we're working on traffic sources the next week we're looking at how are we activating all this traffic and we're looking inside of our Google Analytics and you know how is it converting for us? And the third week, what are we doing with our customers to make sure that they have that wow moment every time that they come to their dashboard? And then that fourth part is, you know, what can we do to create that viral loop? So because we're a social media, you know, tool, you know, obviously we want to use social media. So what we're doing building into our dashboard currently right now is the ability that when people reach milestones, they reach 500 followers, 10,000 Twitter followers. You know, there's a pop-up inside of their dashboard, and it's like helping them share that experience with the world of the success that they're having on Twitter. But at the same time, it's powered by social quant, right? And then that creates mm. that loop. So, you know, I think if, you know, all entrepreneurs were to look at their business that way and say, I'm going to take action really fast. I'm not, I'm going to get, eliminate those, the negative people in my life. I'm going to make sure that when I'm working, I'm working on my business and not working in my business. And then I'm going to have these four different things I'm going to do each month or each quarter of my business. I'm going to focus on traffic. I'm going to focus on activating it. I'm going to focus on taking my customers and making sure they're having the best darn experience possible. And then last but not least, how can I get my customers to tell everybody that they know about my product and service? I love it. So pretty straightforward, right? And it's one of those things where you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, that's, well, that's simple enough, but not necessarily easy, right? And that's, I think, why we see such a high failure rate. When you talk about, like when we think about, you know, the fact that 90% of companies, give or take, fail by year five, do you think that it's because they're failing in one of these four areas? And, and I guess in your opinion or, or your perspective, which one of these do you think is like the ultimate downfall for a company? And I'm sure maybe there's no ultimate one, but like one that you see again and again, that's like, hey, this is like a cliff that a lot of businesses or entrepreneurs walk off of and they don't even see it coming. Do you have any like opinions on that? It's definitely that they're fooling themselves that they're working on their business, mm. right? There's just mm -hmm. so much noise out there. So, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I, uh, you know, John Lee Dumas, I know we were both, uh, mm -hmm. you know, friends with him. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, um, you know, his uh, recent um that came out right mm -hmm. um, for the Kickstarter, and I've always actually worked that way for my business. So I've I focus typically in three at the most four forty five to fifty minute box on my business, right? And then you know I'll, I'll go out and take a walk just to kind of clear my head, and then come back and bam, and bam, and then you know the rest of the day, you know I'm educating myself, um, learning, and then I'm networking, you know, talking to folks like you. Right. So each morning I, you know, I go on a very long walk and I end my day on a very long walk. And during that time, I'm listening to podcasts, but also I shut down and, you know, listen to nothing and just gather my thoughts. Right. And so back to your question, what I see is that we're in a really noisy world right now. Right. So there's tons of content out there and there's a lot of folks who are saying, 
this is the way to do things, right? And they haven't even done those things yet themselves, but yet they're teaching people on how to do them. And, you know, I, I actually personally have an issue with that, right? When folks are like, you know, how to grow your Instagram following and you go to their Instagram following and it's like they've got 100 followers, right? And they they want to help you grow your Instagram following. So there's a lot of noise out there, right? And so mm. um, as an entrepreneur, um, if you're dependent on that revenue coming into your business and you're struggling. Well, when you hear somebody, you know, kind of, you know, put in front of you and say, I have the solution, you know, sometimes you've got a lot of fog going on in your head, right? So you can't make those clear, you know, decisions in your business. So I really think what folks should do is, you know, yes, educate themselves because learners are earners. It's real important. But then remember to shut off from that and actually take action and implement what you're learning and making sure it applies to your business and then measuring those results, right? So if you're going to focus on Facebook or Twitter or content marketing, how are you going to get, you know, ROI from that? And how are you going to measure if you're doing, you know, a Facebook ad or whatever, how are you going to measure? And if you can't afford Facebook, like a lot of folks are on Facebook and they can't afford Facebook ads. And, and in my opinion, unless if you're really good at going into, you know, Facebook groups, and know how to attract business from it, you're going to spend a lot of time, but not move the dial in your business. You know, to me, mm. I, I spend all of the, my money on Facebook on retargeting, right? So yes, we use Post Planner and we're posting to our page, but that's not really driving us traffic. Mm. What does is the ads that we run when you hit our website and you leave, and then we start, you know, getting back in front of you to get you back to our website, right? So that's what's very um, powerful for us. That's interesting. Now, is this the with Social Quant? Is that the first tech, I guess, tech company that you've you've run? Because I know you did the cleaning service, which is like you know a very it's brick and mortar, right? Correct. It was, it was a service based business. Before that, I had a coaching business, yep. and then uh, I also started an online office supply store selling yep. office supplies. Okay, so there's some crossover there with this one, though. Obviously, it's kind of you know very much in like that SaaS, right? And it's the SaaS Correct. world. So, what do you see as like the big difference between like this with what you're doing right now and say? you know, that cleaning service company, like nothing at all, you know, I, so I gave you my system, right? So mm. when I say traffic, right, the, the, the number one way to drive traffic, bar none, to me, is find somebody else who has your audience. So let me give you an example. I own a cleaning company, right? Like, so you would say, like, I did a ton of postcard mailing. So we did roughly around $2,000 a week, in postcards going out to the zip codes that I owned for my franchise. And they were successful. But what was really successful for me was when my cleaners left for the day and I had my management meeting is I would go to the Dunkin' Donuts, buy a box of Joe and stop by all the local real estate offices in the area. Why? Because I would, you know, try to get a meeting whenever they would have their weekly meeting and come on in and I would say, listen, I'll buy donuts, I'll buy, you know, the coffee. And I would talk to them and basically let them all know, listen, hey, you have homes for sale that are probably not the cleanest in the world. I will clean your home for free for each new customer that you bring us. And realtors are selling homes, right? And so I would go to offices at 30, 60, 100 plus realtors. And, you know, many of them know all the new people moving into town, right? Well, the, an annual customer to me was worth north of $3,500. Mm. And if you could provide that wow experience. In other words, if the girls would do their job and clean the home, that customer, once they hired you, is not leaving, right? Because they trust you inside their home and there's a big trust factor in that. So I knew that I would have to capture somebody 
in the early stage of when they're thinking about a, you know, a cleaning company. When is that? When they're moving into a home. So I would go out and work with builders. I went out to every local chiropractor office in the area. Why? Because when somebody hurt back, they can't bend over, obviously, to vacuum, dust, what have you. I worked with OBGYNs in the local area. I will tell you this, no other cleaning company in my area was doing this because when I walked in, there was no resistance. And many of them, you know, I built great relationships with and networked with them at networking events. And they said, you know, they had never been approached by cleaning companies before. And so when I, you know, transitioned over to my online company, I did the same thing. And when I transitioned to this software business, what did I do? I went out to folks like, you know, Barst, who has a very big audience, right, of folks who are interested in social media. And we worked with Kim. And, yeah, I know you know a lot about affiliate marketing, right? So, you know, Kim, it made a lot of sense for mm-hmm. me to her. I worked with a company called Post Planner. Why? Post Planner is an amazing tool for Facebook, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of folks who use Post Planner would be, you know, also interested in using, you know, social quant. So there was no difference. It's, yes, it's software. Yes, one was clean houses. But I think, you know, for any entrepreneur, if you can find somebody else who has your audience, provide value to that person, give to them, you'll find a way to collaborate with them and work together. Mm, you hit on a lot of things that are near and dear to my heart. heart. Collaboration, you know, partnerships, like strategic partnerships. When you mentioned like, how do you get traffic? Well, go to people who have audiences that are the type of people you want to get in front of. I mean, I, I call it, you know, other people's audiences, OPA. Like it's the simplest like way. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's like other people's money, right? But other people's audiences, OPA, right? It's the fastest way to to get started, but it's also one of probably the most, I mean, I, arguably maybe the most upside of any type of tactic out there. So I think it's great at the beginning, but it's also great later on. And I think it comes down to if you can put in the time and effort like you just you just described to make sure it's you're building that relationship with that person and then you're able to provide value to their audience in some way, shape or form. And it sounds like that's what you did in, in all these cases. I've been working with a lot of inventors recently, um, assisting them and kind of just um, mentoring, I guess you could say. And every one of them who I've met, it's just repeatedly one after another after another. They go through all this work to get like a patent. And, you know, there's a when you file for a patent, you have to wait a while. And, you know, they're working on a product and working with people overseas. They're never working on building an audience, building, you know, their social fame. And I just, you know, if anybody's listening and you don't have your business up and running yet, you could still start networking today and building relationships with the bigger folks out there who are the influencers. And you can do it as simply as, you know, um, retweeting somebody and continually doing it. Like I have for my new business, you know, that I'll be launching soon. I have a Twitter list of 100 folks um, that I know I will need assistance from, right? So all I do is every day I'm going down that feed in Twitter and just, you know, what's interesting from them? How can I share, you know, what can I do for these folks? Because, you know, I have a big Twitter presence and if I share it, it will get out in front of me. So what can I do? Can I um, reach out to them and get them on Social Quant's blog, right? Because Social Quant, you know, has a very big email list and a, a lot of visitors to our website every day. So what can I do to give to them? And then in return, you know, when, when the time comes, you know, I'll reach out. I don't expect anything in return by all means. Um, but, you know, hopefully I've added enough value and they believe in what I'm looking to do that they'll want to give back. Twitter is actually like my favorite platform for doing just that because it's, I don't know, it's weird. You look at like the social dynamics of different social platforms 
or social media platforms. And each one has like its own kind of thing and like its own kind of like way to use the platform, right? And it's Definitely. like, it's somewhat inappropriate to go and like friend somebody you don't know on Facebook a little bit. Um, and then it's probably definitely like inappropriate to be like, you know, trying to post on their wall or something like that. Or if that's even an option on Facebook anymore, I don't even, I don't spend that much time on it or, but, but, or, or messaging them. But on Twitter, it's like totally okay. You can find it's somebody really okay. and you can tag them and you can say, and you can say these things to them. Hey, great work, share their stuff. I find it's a, it's the perfect platform for the network a- aspect of a business. Definitely. I mean, I use, uh, in the past, I did this a lot more than I do today, but I used uh, a tool called Harrow, helpareporterout.com. Yep. And, you know, three times a day, they send, you know, you questions um, from reporters. And, you know, there's a ton of people like me, right? And I'm sure you've used it, right? So all of us, Nick Loper, I know, you know, you know, well, he was using it very actively. They're getting bombarded, these reporters, right? And then what happens is, I, I actually have a good Alexa ranking, so I act as a reporter. So, when I ask, I get over 100 plus. And imagine if you're, you know, CNN, you're getting hundreds and hundreds of responses that once they see, you know, three, four or five responses that answers, you know, what they need, they're not looking at any of the others. So what I would do then is, and what most folks want in, is I'll go to Twitter, find that person from Harold that was asking the question, add them to a Twitter list, and then just start engaging with them. And I, this helped me get on CNN. It helped me get into Forbes magazine, Inc. magazine, Entrepreneur magazine, time and time again. Why? Because I just added them to where I started engaging with them. And then when the time was right, you know, three, six months later, I mean, Forbes, it took me a year. But after a year of this, the lady was so interested in how I use Harrow and Twitter together that she wrote an article on it. So it's, you know, it, it doesn't sometimes happen overnight. And that's why it's real important that if you're new in business or not even launched yet, Start today still building those relationships because it's going to pay tenfold for you and your business, whether it's in the future when you start it or definitely today, four months from now, your business will so benefit from that. Yeah. And I can say that I think for myself, it's been that way. Like I started the podcast. I don't know why actually really. I mean, I think it was just to connect with people who I was interested in talking with, you know, and to maybe convince them to spend a half an hour, an hour with me. But what's inadvertently, it's also become the one of the best sources for not only clients for me but also you know potential partners and and all sorts of like very valuable like business relationships and so that's just one example and and again I, I i completely agree if you're just starting out like it doesn't hurt to start having these conversations with people to start following people to start supporting their work and sharing their work it it does actually make an impact and it's surprising how few people actually take the time to say like write a review on itunes or something like that for a podcast or Definitely. or comment on a blog and you realize that, yeah, there's a few blogs out there that have tons and tons of comments. You'll get lost in the sauce, but a lot of other people don't have that many. And so a comment is something that catches somebody's attention. It's, it's a, such a small, almost trivial thing, but means so much to the, to the creator. You know? So I think it's, I, I'm, I'm with you with, with everything you're saying. Do that on Amazon. I mean, any new book mm. that's out, be the first or in the top 10 to write a review. Guess what? doesn't matter who they are. Even Gary Vaynerchuk, guess what? He is looking at reviews in the beginning, right? So mm. if you can be one of the first ones in there, they're looking at it. iTunes. When somebody releases a podcast, they want subscribers. Mm-hmm. They want reviews, right? Mm-hmm. So I used to do that 
actively I'd, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then tag them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? They're just like, oh, my God. And then they mention you in the podcast or they want you to come on. And, you know, it's uh, yeah, it does take some work. And the only thing I would say is just make sure that you're doing this around like a niche that you're going into. Right. So like I've seen where. Yeah, I was just speaking to somebody recently, and they had a very big following when I ran it through an analytics tool that I used Mm -hmm. in the fitness niche, but yet their business was um, something about like coaching authors or something. And it was like, well, you know, your audience is that is following you is all into fitness, and now you're talking about coaching authors, and it doesn't go together. So just you know, when you go out to build that audience, you know, use a tool like Write Relevance which it's free and you can go onto it and then just type in, you know, fitness or podcasting or whatever. And it's going to tell you who are the top influencers there and it will give you their Twitter profile and a whole bunch of other data and then just go out and not only connect with them, but build a list of them. So you can, you know, really focus in on that list, whether it's in the morning, afternoon or evening every day to really keep engaged with them. Cause it's going to take like, you know, five, 10, 20 times. Think of a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's probably getting at mentioned, you know, every minute right so um he's not going to see everything but if you're repetitive doing it it they will reply to you on uh, twitter because they just do yeah that's interesting i mean do you have any opinions on like how to build those relationships with like people who are maybe bigger names who are more inaccessible like i mean somebody like gary is probably pretty tough to connect with he is but gary gary bought from my um now granted this was three years ago right before before i sold it but i got gary vaynerchuk when he was moving vayner meteor to decorate his whole entire office through Twitter. So I saw him on Twitter mentioning that he was moving his office and I reached out to him right on Twitter and I had to do it a few times. I, I would say, you know, try to be everywhere for that person. So like really hone in on that list of, again, the, the top 25 or the top 100 folks that you really want to build a relationship with. And then just be everywhere when, you know, I, if you use um, a tool like I use Brand24, so I'll get a list of mentions and I get an email. I, I I can get it every hour and it can come to my phone, but I only look at it in the morning and it's of people or words that I want to hear what other people say. And so every morning at like 530 in the morning, if you're following me on Twitter, you'll see me responding to a lot of people or mentioning things. And it's because I'm in brand 24 at that time every morning. So anybody can do that, but it takes repetition, right? So follow that person. Cause like you and Gary, or maybe it's Michael Hyatt, right? Look at mm-hmm. Michael Hyatt and say, Michael Hyatt's on other podcasts. Be the first to, to comment on that other podcast that when he's out on it and then send a, not just a tweet that's like generic. Like I like this guy, Brian Fanzo. Do you know who Brian is? I don't know if I do. Okay. So he's, it's I social fans on uh, Twitter and he's okay. just a really, really good guy. He's got a great podcast and I've been listening to podcasts. But when I tweeted him and mentioned it, I actually, you know, took a quote from the podcast and tagged him. And I didn't even put a link to the podcast. I was just saying, like, I think it's like um, Tuesday Thought, which is something I I tweet out every um, Tuesday morning. And it got a ton of shares. But then he was so happy and impressed with it because he knew because he's the one that said it on his podcast. He's like, oh, wow, Mike listened to my podcast. He then did an Instagram story on it, right? So follow the, you know, the, the people that you want to get. And if they're really big influencers, don't be stalking and annoying, but try to add value. Um, if you can send them something in the mail, they're probably, you know, a lot of people are tagging them on social media. How many matches are they getting? And, you know, if you could send them something, I, I like lumpy mail. In other words, like, 
not in an envelope, just send them mm. something personal. So maybe you've heard them on a podcast, right? Like Gary Vaynerchuk just mentioned on a podcast recently, the type of thing that's his favorite. So if you want to be creative, watch him on social media the day that he's there in his office and you know he's in New York because he films his whole life every day. Mm. Send him, you know, a gallon of ice uh, ice cream or like five gallons for his entire office there. Guess what? You're going to get on his radar, right? So, you know, really know those folks. And if it's people you want to collaborate with, you know, try to hit them in all different areas. Twitter is the easiest, in my opinion. But, you know, sometimes it means being creative and, you know, um, using good old snail mail, but it will be effective. So we're coming up to the top of the hour. I, I want to see if there's any, any, any points here. I mean, we could dig into any one of these things. I mean, we talked about imperfect action beats perfect action, you know, killing the naysayers. The idea of this foolpreneur, like, you know, don't, don't fool yourself that you're working, you know, um, on your business when you're actually working in it. Are there any points that you think, like in, in any of those that I just mentioned, that deserve like a second look and maybe something that, that I didn't ask about, but that you think is important? Yeah, d- just with imperfect action uh, beats perfect inaction. Also, remember that hesitation is the enemy of success. Mm. So say that to yourself consistently, write it on the wall, particularly if you're newer in your business, because I guarantee you, you know, if you have a thought, just do it, just jump. People hesitate too long, right? Or, or they have fear eating up inside and they're afraid to do something, right? And so don't let that fear build up because the longer it builds, the harder it's going to be to actually do mm. something, right? So, you know, like I've said something and, you know, I'll share it publicly with everybody. I have a huge fear because of, you know, years of being told that by a, a mother growing up that, you know, I'll never become anything because I, I, I'll never speak like my father did. And my father was a public speaker um, worldwide. This was my um, mother who left me at age nine. But I remember hearing that my whole life. And I have a huge fear of public speaking because mm-hmm. of um, a speech impediment. But you know what? Now I made it a goal of mine in 2017 whenever asked, because I'm always asked and I used to, you know, turn it down for quote unquote, I was busy. I had a habit of saying yes, right? Why? Because I'm not going to let that fear build up inside of me um, any longer. So to all the listeners, I would just say, you know, don't hesitate. Just jump, take action. All experts were once a beginner, right? So you've got to start somewhere and, you know, don't let your fears, you know, hold you back from what you can be. I love it. Well, Mike, where can people reach out to find you? I know you're going to be coming out with a new book that we didn't have much time to talk about, but I know it'll cover some uh, topics. So the floor is yours. Where can people reach out to find you and connect with you? Yeah, the best thing is follow me on Twitter. It's, um, you know, Mike Kawala. So it's just, you know, Mike, last name K-A-W-U-L-A. And if you hear something in the background, that's the Tampa, Florida weather. The storms are coming in do every time they stay at four, um, five o'clock. So, uh, but no, um, on Twitter. And you can also, uh, if you're interested in learning how to use Twitter, by all means, um, you know, visit socialquant.net. And up in the top right hand corner is something that says a free 14 day challenge. Um, join the challenge, but more importantly, there's a Facebook group, jump into the Facebook group and let me know if you were listening to this podcast and I'll personally take a look at your Twitter profile and do a five minute recording review of both your Twitter and your, your website to know, um, you know, what I think you're doing great and any tweaks that I would make. I love it, Mike. Thank you so much for being on in the trenches with us today. Thanks for having me. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to In the Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorkis.com. Never fight alone. 
Join the resistance.